Well, tomorrow is Father's Day, and I just want to uh, share a few thoughts about Father's Day or fathers in general. So uh, that obviously makes me think, uh, first of all, about my, my dad. My dad passed away about three years ago. It's coming up. And uh, when that happened, that's for another story. Um, I was asked to do his funeral and his memorial service. So you can understand that that's, uh, that's a little awkward or a little weird, um, you know, doing a funeral in the first place and then doing your dad's funeral. But I think I managed well and uh, it was really a beautiful experience after all, even though it was hard and it was weird and it was kind of like, what's going on here? Um, I, wanna, I wanted originally to actually talk about this, um, basically what I shared at the funeral or memorial service about my dad. But uh, I was, <laughs> this is all in German or Swiss German, so I was running out of time. I wanted to make a special episode about Father's Day. And so here's just a few snippets about my father. <laughs> and so my dad was a character. It was really one of those larger-than-life guys. Uh, you know, he, uh, <laughs> when, I, when I grew up, my sisters, I have three older sisters and me, all we heard, all our lives growing up is that ich bin der Köst, der Best, der Schönst und der Gschicht, which means, loosely translated, <laughs> I'm the greatest, I'm the best, I'm the most handsome, and I, I'm the most intelligent. I mean, that leaves a mark, okay? But he was convinced, that's him. <laughs> he was completely convinced, I am those four things. And at one point, actually, as a gift for his... Uh, birthday or maybe father's day or christmas i think me or my sisters and me we we, we gave him a mirror <laughs> and around you know on top and, and on the side on the bottom was written <laughs> the best the the <laughs> the greatest the most intelligent and the most handsome so they could just look at himself so anyway that was um that was my dad. My dad was convinced that he was a good judge of character and that he actually, the indicator for judging somebody's, somebody's character was to look at their hair first. If, if your hair was not neat, especially for guys, long hair, not a good thing. I had all different kinds of hairs growing up. I, I dyed them, I bleached them, I had different colors. He never approved of that, but he loved me anyway. But I know that like, so he had a, he ran a company, had like 40 employees. And uh, he refused to, he would not give them their salary. I mean, that was a different time. If, uh, if their hair was not kept nicely and neat, he would send them to the hairdresser first to say, you know what, go, go get your hair cut and then come back. And if I approve, you get your money. The second thing was uh, looking at somebody's nails. Are they, are they cut? Are they, is there dirt under the nails? And the third one was the shoes. And so, uh, you know, based on those things, he would judge somebody's character. And hey, listen, uh, a lot of times uh, probably he was right. You know, like it's how we come across, how we present ourselves. It was important to him. And he also had a, a saying called Subrum Gantz, which means <laughs> it needs to be clean and neat or like, you know, whole. So like any jeans that in fashion, you know, torn or ripped, like, you know, I went through this phase growing up. Um, some of it actually I ripped because I was worn <laughs> so much. And some I think maybe I bought, I don't remember. But he would not understand. He could not understand that this is fashionable. Why would somebody walk around like this voluntarily unless you really crawled on the floor and doing that kind of labor based on that labor, then you, uh, your pants are ripped. But so that was just him. 
Super op Gans. En we are here sitting, we're, we're here sitting, we're sitting here at the fire pit. There's a bird that is really noisy. I don't know if you hear that. Maybe I need to talk louder. So just that um, he doesn't uh, dominate my recording about Father's Day. But he's very loud. Right now he's quiet. Anyway, side note. Uh, I'm out in nature. This is I'm, a, I'm around the fire pit. And why is this important? Because I built this fire pit with my own bare hands. And I, I mentioned that before. It's not to like, you know, pat me on, on the shoulder and say, man, great, well done, which it is a well done job. But uh, my dad was a builder, but he never taught me how to build. <laughs> and so I just picked this up on my own. And I, I tried my luck with this, um, you know, got some cement and all that different these rocks and i built this beautiful fire pit it's pretty big and uh and i was very proud because you know when i when i was done with it i said dad dad man i, I built this with my my own bare hands <laughs> and the first thing he said out of his mouth i kid you not on the phone i was very proud he said it's probably crooked and i said dad you know what it's, you're probably right but it's my fire pit i built it with my own bare hands and it's beautiful I love it, and uh, we use it. Have been using it ever since. But that's just my my dad. Another thing saying that he would say is, uh, he loved to go out and eat, and uh, it was very generous always. And he would say, which means like let's just go out, all out, man. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the tab. I'm gonna invite you. You can have whatever you want. And he was serious. I can have whatever I want. And it was a joke and sometimes not, but I, I picked the, the most expensive thing on the menu. And, and it not always did, but I did at times. And he was okay with it. He never like scolded me or like, you know, kind of like, what are you doing? No, he, he meant it. And I did. And so it became a joke between us. Like, so what are you having, son? Uh, and then he would say, most expensive thing on the menu. You're right, Dad. That's what I'm going to have. He's like, you can have it. So it was very generous. And we had a good time going out. He loved it. And here comes one of my cats. And he also liked uh, to have a glass of wine. So there was a tradition after, you know, I moved out and came, came home for, for meals. Uh, Mom cooked, uh, whether it was by myself first or then with Corinne and, and the family and the kids. Um, but he was always, the first thing was always like come into his house. You can go to the cellar and, and get a nice bottle of wine so we can drink it, you and me. And he loved the New World wine somehow, uh, a lot of Australian and uh, obviously Old World Italian wine. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> but that was the other thing. Like he, he just loved to, he loved to drink a glass of wine together. And I wish that tomorrow we would have that chance. So since my dad is not here, I decided to get a bottle of wine. This is an Amarone della Valpolicella. And uh, my dad would approve and love it. So I'm going to open this now. And see, when we do something like this, even uh, you can't see it, but I have a corkscrew or a cork puller. And right now I'm actually not doing a great job. <laughs> it's maybe good that you can't see this. And I don't want to record this again, so I better do this right. Oh, it's going in now. And my dad, he spoke... Uh, here we go. I'm going to pull this out. Ooh, there you go. Here, proof. It's open. I just did this. Here's the bottle. Uh, I'm going to pour this down. My dad uh, spoke Italian uh, fluent. He spoke fluent Italian. 
uh, because he he, uh, he hired a lot of uh, Italians after the World War, after the Second World War. They worked for him, and so he picked up the language. We went to Italy a lot, and he loved it. He loved going there and, of course, showing off that he speaks <laughs> Italian and ordering and speaking to everybody. Uh, so he would approve. His name was Guido. So I raise a glass in memory of all the fathers that have passed away. Maybe you're one like me that your dad is not around anymore. And uh, in honor of him, of your father, my father, I raise a, a toast. And uh, I want to uh, just thank my dad. I'm grateful. And I wish he would be around that I could have a glass with him tomorrow. And if your dad, here, cheers. Oh, this is good. This is good. He would love that. And uh, in honor to all the fathers who are not with us anymore, I raise a toast. So thank you, fathers, for your investment in our lives, for being present, for raising us, for giving us shelter, comfort, um, encouragement, all that is needed, very needed. And if you have a father that still is alive, I want to encourage you and challenge you, whatever the relationship is, sometimes family relations can be iffy, challenging, hard, maybe even impossible. I want to encourage you to go and contact your father. Honor him tomorrow. Give him a call. Go, go and have a glass of wine or beer or whatever with him because I can't do this anymore. But, uh, but you can if your father is still around unless you, know, you live miles away but, or just call him up or do FaceTime and say, hey, let's, let's have a, a glass of wine. I appreciate you. I love you, Dad. And um, I want to say that the fathers make the world a better place. Anybody's a father who's celebrated tomorrow, you need to be honored. You should be honored. And I think what the world needs most, really, that's my perspective, what the world needs most these days are fathers, next to God, obviously. But then, then after that, we need fathers. Fathers that are present, fathers that are here, fathers that are loving and caring, and also strict at times, whatever we need to raise our kids and do, we need you. You're needed, you're appreciated. Thank you for being here and for doing such a great job. And uh, this is my perspective on dads and Father's Day. <laughs> and the rest is my dad's perspective on those things and issues that I've mentioned. Um, a few things, a few sentences of who he was. And there's more, and I will do that another time. But for now, Cheers, all the fathers. Happy Father's Day. Celebrate tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.